0: Welcome to the Value Generation podcast. And today we will be speaking about how to get yourself out of the dumps, right? And so for me, I grew up, you know, at super high expectations, I'm Korean American, and my family expected me to go to college and go to uh, an Ivy League, right? Become a doctor, lawyer, engineer. And I just had This huge amount of pressure to essentially be one of the first few people in my family to go to college. And just to give you guys a little bit of background about me, I never went to college. I run multiple six-figure businesses right now, and I haven't had the need to um, go to college, really. And it's crazy to think now that, you know, at the time... I was really depressed that I didn't go to college and I used to get passed up on jobs because I didn't have a bachelor's degree. And I went from somebody who was an A-plus student in all these honor programs. I used to be in this uh, program called GATE in the Los Angeles School District. It's called Gifted and Talented Education. It was for essentially the top tier students within the school. And so there were just a lot of expectations for me to succeed. And now it's crazy to see how I didn't go to college and it was worth it, honestly, because my journey it was different from everybody else's and I was able to get out of, you know, or, or put myself in a position to make some really good money and have no debt. I have no college debt and my brothers and sisters all have college debt and it's crazy to see that their degree is almost useless nowadays And even if they do have a high paying degree, they don't want to be in the industry that they essentially wanted to uh, went to school for. So one thing that I want to discuss in regards to this is understanding um, how did I get here. Right. And I want to give you guys a background of of what I went through so that it can really explain to you guys why. Why my words have any validity. Right. So um, when I was younger in elementary, I was, you know, Essentially the top one percent of all the students. i um, used to play instruments, you know, I did a little bit of sports here and there and uh, was really just a just a smart kid and, and loved to explore, love to learn, love to play video games. But throughout my journey while I was growing up I had a lot of things that affected my confidence, really shut down my ability to see the the good in myself, and then just went through a dark, deep depression. So one of the things was that when I was growing up, my parents told me that, you know, I shouldn't do music. It's so ironic because my mom's the one that actually put me into piano lessons, and that's where I fell in love with instruments. However... She told me that I should focus on school, focus on studying, go to college, you know, the whole uh, just the basic thing that we all hear when it comes from being uh, from an immigrant family. And that was my dream, right, to become a musician. I love the ability to make somebody feel different. I love the ability to move people's emotions with music. And it fascinated me, right? I would listen to, to, like, Beethoven or uh, some type of, you know, pianist or whatever. And I could feel different. I could feel if, if I was sad, I could feel happy by listening to music. Right. I could change the way people felt by the ability of. Of listening to music. Right. And so that was something that was a very big passion and desire of mine. And when my mom shut this dream down, that's when I started to, to rebel. And that's when my grades started to fall because ultimately my dream was not to go to college. My dream was to change the world, right? And a lot of us need to be more comfortable with the fact of saying things like that, right? We don't want to say things like, oh, I want to change the world because we, we feel like uh, imposters and we feel like that's not possible for us. We're just one person, right? But ultimately for me, right? I grew up in a very Christian household my mom named me after John the Baptist, right? And so growing up in church and and reading the Bible and understanding the concept of the word, I I knew that what John the Baptist did was change people's lives. He was able to move mountains. He was able to heal people. He was able to really help them live a better life. And so for me, Right. School was not strong enough of a goal. It didn't mean enough to me personally. Right. But for for me at a young age to think about the possibilities of changing the world and bringing meaning to people's lives and to be able to help them. Right. Become better in their lives. That really captivated me. That really made me feel like. Like I was. I was. That was my purpose, right? And I'm glad that I've been able to get to the point where I realized I really wanna bring change to this world, but that's also why I rebelled. Because once she kind of killed my dream about music, about moving the world, changing their emotions, making people feel better, you'll often hear the uh, the things that people say that your music saves my life, right? People were really just down in the dumps. They they, they heard a song, and, it, and it, it, it changed the way they felt, and they were able to, to make some strides at that point, even though they were at the lowest point in their lives. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. And so when my mom did that, I essentially stopped going to school. I stopped caring. I started self-sabotaging, putting myself in, uh, hanging around with people that were, you know, doing the wrong things, doing drugs, getting high every day, you know, stealing, doing just bad things. And I've always been a good kid, but I realized that I was just crying out for attention because I was depressed, right? I was hurt by the fact that I was not able to, to, to follow my calling, right? And it was just so ironic that my mom had put me in in church, I had grown up in church. My mom had literally named me after John the Baptist. And when it came, ta- came time to actually doing the things that I really wanted to do to bring change into this world, she said, I don't know if you can actually make it. I think you should go to school and, you know, be able to make a good living so that you can take care of your family. Now, I understand now that she she did this with the greatest of intentions because my mom came from a very, very poor family she told me that there were times in the, in, in her past where she had starved and food at, at the time of Korea in the sixties, seventies was very, very scarce, right? You would eat rice porridge. You wouldn't even have any side dishes. What we see in Korean barbecue today is not what, what our parents grew up, grew up off of, right? You had maybe kimchi and some rice, and that's all you ate. Sometimes you only ate rice, but ultimately, you ate it because you were hungry and it kept you full. Right. And there were moments that my mom told me that because she was the oldest, she would have to starve because she would have to give the food or share the food with the younger siblings. And so I had to understand and come to terms with the fact that my mom just came from a different world. Right. Her biggest fear was that I would not be able to put food on the table and would have to deal with the trauma and stress that she dealt with when she was growing up, and so that was essentially my story. Now, growing up, going into high school, you know, I was wasn't really really uh, depressed at the time. I was just kind of going through the motions, I didn't have any real goals. And I'll be honest with you guys, my confidence was shot because before this, I I, I was a very enthusiastic kid. I love to learn, I love to play, I love to be authentic. And when this happened, it really crushed my confidence because my entire life, my parents had always told me, you're so smart, you're so smart, you can do anything you want. And then when it came time to doing what I actually wanted to do, they said, oh, We're not too sure about that. And then going into high school, I, um, you know, I I was getting bullied. Um, I then found some friends that were jocks and they ended up, you know, I ended up hanging out with them. It's kind of like bully or get bullied. Then I ended up hanging out with the bully so I wouldn't get bullied. And, um, it was pretty cool. Like I, I, Hung out with a very popular crowd, I was able to essentially feel some love again, feel like I was part of something, part of a community, because I had felt like, you know, my family didn't really accept me because of the thing that happened with music. And so then I got my first girlfriend in junior year, and, uh, you know, I, I fell in love, and things got really, really bad, I got cheated on, and that also really just killed my confidence, and after that, right, I, I was depressed for a really long time. I was getting high every single day, all day, and just kind of going through the motions once again. And then, you know, never applied to a college, uh, continued to get high, and everybody else was going to college. And then at 22, you know, that's kind of the age where everybody starts to graduate college, get some high-paying jobs. And there I was, you know, working a restaurant job or jumping jobs or career to career and not really finding any success. And during this time, I started to feel even more depressed because I just felt like I was so behind in life at this point. Everybody was starting to win and get those big boy jobs. And here I was just feeling very unfulfilled in life, feeling depressed, you know, my confidence was gone. I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. And the hole just started to get deeper and deeper and deeper for me personally. And as I started to hit my uh, mid twenties, I just really felt like I wasn't where I wanted to be in life. And, and and actually, even before that, I was just continuing to fail, right? And And just to mention a couple of my failures, right? Didn't graduate college. I didn't even walk across the stage in high school. I did pass, I got those papers signed, but you know I got kicked out my senior year for, uh, for weed that they found in my car. When I was in middle school, I got caught for uh, shoplifting. When I was 20 years old, I got, uh, I got a DUI. And so I was just going down this down, downward spiral and feeling like, man, I just seem to attract failure. Everything I do turns to shit, right? And I just couldn't figure it out. And once I got my DUI, I just sat there and I I, I cried when I was facing the wall. I was sitting in a drunk tank and I was just like, how did I get to this point, right? My trajectory was supposed to be incredible. I was one of the smartest kids, top three in my class. And somehow I ended up here. And that was actually the journey to where I started to build or started to take the journey on self-worth, self-esteem, personal development. That's when I started to search for answers. Before that, I was just going through the motions. I was just trying to get through another day. And finally, I said, I'm not happy where I'm at. I need to figure out how I can get out of this. I need to figure out how I can get back to all the potential that I had because it would be such a shame for me to be 40 and 50 and and just look back and think that all I did was just smoke weed. All I did was get into trouble. All I did was just fail and fail and never try, right? And another thought that I had was, okay, if I'm already failing and people already think of me as a failure, then what's the... What do I have to lose if I actually go after my dreams and I fail? There's literally nothing new. They're already, that's, I hate to say it like this, but it's already on brand with the type of man I was at 22, right? So that really changed my perspective. That was when I started to read books. That was when I really started to become. Interested in how can I become a better man? How can I increase my skill set? How can I become more confident? How can I attract attractive women, right? I really wanted the answers to these. And that's when I started questioning things in life. And that's when your life will change as well. When you start to question why you are where you are, and why you aren't where you want to be. So I started reading books. I started reading a couple of books, right? I also did a multi-level marketing scheme called Vima. I discussed it in the last one. It was actually a massive, massive failure. I didn't make a single dollar. I lost money. I got all my friends into it. We all lost money. None of us made shit. And then... I kind of became a laughing stock where people were like, hey, it's the multi-level marketing guy. Hey, you wanna recruit me? And it was honestly really embarrassing for me. And that also killed my confidence as well, right? Didn't help that my confidence was already low. And here people were attacking my character because I had a dream to get rich with my friends. So one of the first things, the, the best things that came out of this though, was that I started to look into personal development. I read Think and Grow Rich. I started to read books on self-worth, on confidence, on habits, on paradigms, attitudes. I started to watch videos about Bob Proctor who's explaining how to become filthy rich, right? And what I realized was that it was a matter of perspective and paradigms that I was significantly lacking. My paradigms were all messed up. All I could think about was how much how much of a fail- failure I was. I was vibrating on such a low frequency that that was what i was attracting and so what i started to realize was that i needed to get to a point where i was vibrating on a higher frequency where i could then have bigger goals bigger aspirations get back to what i really wanted to do as a child and focus on the things that would make me feel fulfilled and ultimately bring success so One of the most important lessons that I learned, right, was The Compounding Effect. It's a book by Darren. I don't remember his last name, but it was a very important book I read. Another book I read was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And another book was the book on, uh, it's by Brene Brown. It's called Darren Greatly. And it's a book that teaches you about vulnerability. I had failed so much to this point that I was completely shut off in life. I didn't want to date another girl seriously because I was heartbroken. I didn't want to get heartbroken again. I didn't want to try another vis- business venture because I had failed with Fema and I just didn't want to get made fun of. I didn't want to put myself out there because I, w- I didn't want to get embarrassed in front of my friends, right? And I realized that I was living a very mundane life that wasn't bringing me any joy and was holding me back because all the things that you want in this world, are on the other side of fear. And in order to get past the other side of fear, you need to learn to become somebody who is very open to vulnerability and being vulnerable and getting hurt. If you wanna experience love ever again, you need to put your walls down and take the risk of getting heartbroken again. If you wanna create a successful business, you need to take another chance of getting laughed at, of losing money, of losing your investment, getting made fun of, right? If you want to um, find success in a specific career field, you need to commit time and be willing to accept the fact that it might not work out even though you're committing all this time to that to that dream. Right? There's so many things that we want as human beings because we're innately designed to go after what we want. But what happens is a lot of things happen to us as we're growing up that cause us to put our walls up, for us to close off, uh, close, uh, 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 put up our walls, and close off everybody that's important to us. For example, people that don't have many friends, they've closed off the ability to connect with people because they've been hurt or betrayed in the past, right? And so it's really important that you dive deep into this area of life and you learn the concept of vulnerability the power of it actually i think she has a book called the power of vulnerability and that book actually changed my life it was probably one of the top two books right because that one was not necessarily monetary things thinking girl rich really helped me to think differently in terms of money but the the, the book daring greatly really under made me realize that i wanted fruitful connections i wanted meaningful relationships and that would require me to open myself up to get hurt, to, to fall in love again, to make, uh, make some really solid friendships, right? Because I had got bullied, I was very scared of bringing people close to me, right? Because I had gotten heartbroken, I didn't want to take another chance at love, right? But what you gotta, what you guys have to realize is that if you want something that's very meaningful in life, whether it be success in finance, um, success in relationships, success in friendships, success in your family, it requires a certain degree of vulnerability that you have to go through in order to open up those opportunities for a much more fruitful life. So. What I'm trying to say, guys, is that my journey has not been easy. I've gone through a lot. I've failed a lot. I went from somebody who was, had all these expectations and had such an easy time succeeding when I was younger. I rarely ever had to study, got straight A's, and I was very smart. But I had to go through this journey of failing and understanding that I had to learn all these things. So if you want to live a life that's going to be fulfilling for you, that's going to be uh, meaningful, you're going to have to go through this journey. You're going to have to open up. You're going to have to put yourself in positions to be vulnerable, to get hurt, right? But I can promise you guys, everything that you want is on the other side of fear and the things that you're scared to do. All right? Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to the Value Generation podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode.